Welcome to the Straight White Male Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Furr, pastor at Covenant Christian Church and author of the book Straight White Male, published by Westminster John Knox Press. This podcast is a place for expanding the conversation around race, gender, sexuality, faith, and identity. Along the way, I'm talking to the contributors from my book, as well as other voices who can help us think critically and faithfully about a more just life together. I wrote the book because I saw a lot of men like me, uh, straight white men, who have been shaped by their discipleship, seeing the reckoning that's happening in the world around us, desiring to see a world that is more just and more equitable without the patterns of violence and oppression that we have seen borne out across generations and then on our TV screens and social media feeds over the last few years. We want to see a new world born, but we are not sure about what our place is in that world. What does it require of us? How do we wear these identities that we have in redemptive ways, ways that bring wholeness and healing to ourselves, to the world around us, ways that subvert the distrust and the assumptions that often come with carrying all of the dominant identities that our culture has prized and that have done so much harm. And so in the book, I knew that my voice could not be the only voice. I knew that I needed the voice of women, the voices of people of color, members of the LGBTQ plus community who could offer a perspective broader than the one that I had, broader than uh, the ones that we might hold, uh, given our experiences wearing these identities in the world. And these people were gracious enough to help men like me see ourselves more clearly. So if you've read the book, you know Those contributions are powerful, but they're also short. And so I started this podcast to give those contributors some more space to share and to expand the conversation to include and amplify other voices that have shaped me. And they surely have the power to shape you as well. I have a lot of powerful interviews, transformative conversations with some amazing people that will be coming your way. The first one that I want to share with you a clip from is from my interview with Matthias Roberts, who was a contributor to my book, Writing from the Perspective of a White Gay Man. And Matthias offered a powerful uh, contribution exploring what it means to establish trust, to explore what it means to not be trusted as someone who seeks to be an ally uh, to the LGBTQ plus community. Here's a clip from that interview. Make sure that you come back and join us in this feed as full episodes begin to roll out very soon. I was incredibly conscious of the way I walked, the way I moved my hands, the way my voice sounded. And I would do so much work to try to walk the right way. Uh, hmm. And that that didn't even work. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so that highlighted, I mean, that's amazing to me and tragic, of course, that in first grade, you know, we would have this, you know, everybody's so terrified right now, right, of that we're going to start teaching kindergartens, kindergartners sex education. But like, even without any kind of like overt teaching in this regard, still a first grader has internalized what a man walks like, mm-hmm. right? As right. if there's some kind, there's some kind of, you know, 
it's just fascinating to me. What does a man walk like? I don't know what that means. You know, what does a woman look like, walk like? I don't know what that means either. Um, but we tend to have these ideals in our in our minds and in our formation that if we really when we really stop to think about them, uh, we can't even define them. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, or think of them in any way that. Uh, that makes you know kind of uniform sense, or even that there's a, that there's enough consistency to make it a rule, right? It's just there's exceptions everywhere. So why are we leaning so hard into what what a man is and what a woman is? But you also, I guess, in what you're what you were describing, realized very early on the consequences of not conforming to that particular ideal, right? And realized, I guess, the social consequences of that. How did you? As a, gosh, I mean, I feel like most of us come to that realization as middle schoolers, right? Like middle school was like the, I feel like the the time in our lives where we most, uh, many of us are mo- feel the most pressure to um, conform to a certain social group um, and figure out who you are and sort of uh, sort yourself into that bucket, right, of, of who you are. Um, how did you process that growing up and going through that, those adolescent times and especially in you know operating in christian circles how do you navigate that well i navigated it by hiding Mm. and trying to pretend that i was something i wasn't Uh, out of necessity like it wasn't even a conscious choice (laughs) it was like Mm -hmm. a this is what i have to do there is no other option yeah right and and so it, it, it looked like attempting to assimilate the best I could while being found out at every corner. And also, like, I, you know, it was junior high that I was beginning to figure out, like, oh, I'm, I'm attracted to men. That must be what some of this is, at least. <laughs> right. Uh, and that was terrifying. I mean, I grew up in such a conservative religious environment that i i remember flipping open my bible because someone cued me off to like the passages in leviticus like some kid didn't directly say to me but like i overheard them saying like the bible has something to say about homosexuality which i didn't really even know that word but i i hid (laughs) found my bible looked it up (laughs) and and saw the passages about uh like being stoned and being put to death and thinking If anyone finds out about my feelings, that's what they're going to do to me. And in some ways knowing like, oh, my church wouldn't actually do that. But then thinking about the brick pile behind the church and thinking, well, what if they do? Like the, the Bible says, the Bible says this, what if that's what actually happens to me? Mm. And I, so I knew I had to be quiet about it. I had to hide it. And it was pure terror that someday someone would find out and that I would pay horrible consequences. Mm.